Hello and welcome to part two of Four Wise Kates, which comes with slight warning that we are now on to our second order of drinks as we discuss staff retention and what's exciting us about the future of hospitality. this in the Summerstown right now and after the first lockdown because I came and worked here with Anthony making pizzas for the homeless where a couple of days during the, the, the lockdown. I thought you were burning pizzas. Vicious rooms. Um, I, vicious rooms I never got any complaints um, but, <laughs> um, but um, one of the things I also did is he was ready to sort of reopen the Summerstown and and um, I, he took me on a tour, which I filmed, yeah. of exactly all the different COVID safety procedures that he was putting in. Yeah. And I sent it to him because I thought, you know, that's... But we, I think we, we did a hospitality talk session. We did, but do you know I? what? It also, we did. Yeah. Um, it sparked another thought for me, which was, I... How's that Prosecco going down? Out? No, I'm just thinking when this is going oh, right. out. It's okay. It's after the meters, yes? Yes, and this is getting tomorrow. it. Yes. Um, so... One, I was a very honoured to be a judge for one of the categories there, uh, and people obviously present. It was all it was online still this Which year. Which category? Presented online. Don't say because you. Oh know, yeah, yes, just yes. in case. Um, but one of the presentations, um, instead of you know just sitting on a Zoom and taking mm-hmm. us through some slides, he was stood in the car park when we got there. The guy, the owner, I guess. And I thought, oh, God, well, you know, there's no preparation been done here. Yeah. You know, you could barely hear him and everything else. And then he saw, I'm, I'm going to stand up. Oh, this. she's up. And then he just sort of sat outside and say, blah, 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 blah. And then he was just like, welcome to our pub. <laughs> and the camera walked through the floor. For the listeners, Katie is doing an incredibly <laughs> yeah. dramatic. There was jazz hands happening <laughs> But he walked into the pub and then the first member, he'd positioned members of staff on oh, a whole journey around his pub and they all said, so we travelled in and the host was there to welcome and talked us through what they do. It was all training-wise, how we train people to do this, this and this. And then he he guided us through to um, the bar and then the barman did a cocktail. Yeah. You better not say whether he won or not. But how... how I mean, I'll how, be afterwards. Very freaking obvious. <laughs> it, it was wonderful. And we, again... We just, but how great, for that. how great would that be if we did that for yes. some of our disabled customers? Yes. yes. Because yes. you yes. put online and you yeah. put on your website yeah. um, disabled access. Here's how your journey yeah. will look. But, but actually, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, is your disability that you're blind or you've got a wheelchair yeah. or you've got a mobility issue? Mm-hmm. If you just showed them, mm-hmm. they could then make their own decision. Yeah. The tables will take a wheelchair or yeah. they can be yeah. moved. Yeah. I mean, that would just be fantastic. Yeah. And it's great that we've got... For the first time, the government has a, has appointed a disability ambassador for hospitality, yeah. which is which is oh, new. Fantastic! Which is new. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! So, um, you know, th- that I think is one of the things that we could do. There's a lot of things that came out of COVID that we did and used to welcome people back, to tell them how safe we were, that we should just do to make sure that we're open and inclusive for all sorts uh, of other people. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what about the, you know, obviously they have money to spend, and if you actually make your venue accessible to whether someone's blind and make a big thing of it, you will get people coming in, bringing their friends and spending money. We have a, an article in the latest issue of BI News, and uh, we've got an interview with a, with a wheelchair user, and she was saying, if I know that there aren't disabled toilets, I just won't have that third glass of wine. Mm. So, yeah. and I, my mother, my mother was a wheelchair user for 45 years, mm. and I would sort of go along, we'd get, as long as we got her in, 
people generally move chairs and tables but yeah. what really bugs me and there are solutions to this they're in the garden why can't everyone have a, a disability bench and that my mother could never join us at the table she always had to sit <gasps> a foot away yes. from the table because you've got the wheelchair arms mm. she had an electric wheelchair so that and so she was forever swabbering things down the front because oh, yeah, she yeah. just, and just hasn't been high enough on the well, agenda. So well, just, yeah. the benches, and you, I mean, I said we've got some featured in the the latest magazine where they um, so the bench so there'll be a space that will allow a wheelchair to actually get right up yeah. to the table. Yeah. It's harder inside. Well, it's outside. It's just easy, you know. Yeah, but it's only been recently, no hasn't it, that the accessibility has been a legal requirement. Hospitality. No, no, 1994. <laughs> You know, is there a reasonable adjustment that you can make by providing an alternative route through? Right, but again, get just just show people if you can oh, show yeah. them that before they turned up, you you avoid that frustration at the front door that says you've said I'm dis you're disabled access, but I can't get up. Yeah. But also, again, it's a bit like the sports conversation. We tend to think very simplistically when we talk about disabled access. Yeah. Um, and we tend to think about wheelchairs, but actually yes, disability includes yes, neurodiversity. Yes, it includes people being deaf. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's been really hard mm. when we've had masks on mm. for customers and you, you can't hear and yeah. you can't see, but a lot of it can come down to staff training. But if you could show people just a little video clip yeah. on the side of your website, yeah. here's what we can do staff to make it. Language. Staff mm. learning basic sign language. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, we, we'll read the menu out to well, you. We'll move you around. Yeah, so yeah there are. Now, but just, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, or you can, here's a quiet place. If you've got somebody yes. who's neurodiverse, Absolutely. you can priority book, book, book this space. Table, yeah. space. And actually, that's key, a really good point, is pointing Absolutely. out what areas yeah. are, mm -hmm. are, are um, accessible or useful for the people with yeah. different, and different it, needs. It lends itself yeah, really it easily does. to a, yeah. a video walk around. It doesn't have to be sophisticated, yeah. but yeah. boy, would that make a huge difference yeah. to people who are going out. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got a, a lot of people, even if they're not disabled, would make a big deal. I've got an 85 year old mother who's sort of not the most mobile. Mm -hmm. It would make a big difference for her. Yeah. Or, or lots of yeah, my grandma's the same. She's, she's up and walking and she's fine. But if you give her any steps, that's a bit of a challenge, yeah. especially if there's not something for her to hang on to. So, yeah, giving that. And it's an area that pubs can own because pubs tend to be bigger than, say, restaurants or cafes. Yes, absolutely. They can actually really own this and, and promote themselves and to, the, to the people that need more. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. So you call it the purple pound. Now, we so <laughs> we were thinking about doing a new, our new research study, and I've called it Silver Surfers, but I know that that's not okay. Um, so we were trying it's to purple find... Pound is, purple is for pound is for disability yeah, access. Uh, oh, no, I meant about the uh, older people. Oh, older people. Yeah, no, well, no. Per purple grey, Pound is... Grey, uh, they're grey. Right. Oh, grey pound, purple pound. Okay, we might need to cut that. Silver's better than grey. But purple pound. I mean, I see. I didn't realise that. I thought you were talking about purple rinse. No, 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 no. That is going back, isn't it? I mean, maybe we just need to think about the rainbow pound and and just think about it in that broader sense that we're looking about inclusivity and accessibility for everybody. Yeah, totally. Because something that 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 is is 
uh, accessible for one will we'll free up and open up for somebody who, who is, is has a different issue it might not be disabled but they've got a mobility issue mm-hmm. or, or yeah. might not be um, you know, neurodiversity will give you a different example and also it bleeds into employment of course it does you know we, we mm-hmm. have great opportunities for people who are differently abled oh my god absolutely but again you tend to think about disabled employment you tend to think about wheelchair or physical again, yeah, um, yeah. but actually in the kitchen neurodiversity we could give these people meaningful careers uh-huh. and there is a lot of supported learning and assisted um, placements that go alongside it so and again if you've got neurodiversity if you've got diversity in your workforce then you'll be better at serving your customers mm-hmm. who are yeah. also diverse yeah I, I think I mean we should come on to um, employment and the problems there because well we've got to, we've got to tackle that haven't we we cannot possibly do a podcast yeah. on the I don't even know what date it is twenty well, seventh of April two thousand twenty twenty two and not mention we've got staffing the, issues we've got the BII people conference tomorrow which should be yes fantastic and just looking at um, some of the things again this is, it's not just pubs because uh, it's relevant across the board. But some of the things that come up in some of the research we did for that, which we'll be presenting tomorrow, is um, sort of thinking about that staffing experience. Mm. You know, we're obsessively focused on the customer, as we well should be. Um, but do we obsessively focus on the staff? What do they see? What do they experience? And also talking about diversity, what do different you know demographics ages genders mm. whatever what do they experience in in our and why why is it still for many not an appealing industry to work within it's, you know, Ooh, and i, I mean, realize with mark mcculloch's hospitality, hospitality rising, rising that has, oh, right yes has a lot of yes, focus yes, which yes, yes. And, and i'm so i'm excited to see uh, you know, it's growing success and faith. Yeah, uh, Whitbread and Soho House signed up this week, yes. out, which is Fantastic. great. I spoke to him this um, morning actually, and, and he said, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're nearly at 700,000. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you've got everything from a single site independent right the way through to the major national chains. Um, and it, it really is what we need to do because everybody talks about we need to do something big, we need a big mm. initiative. This is the big initiative to get behind, yeah. and it's yeah. about a rising tide lifts all boats. Totally because right. this is about how do we get more people into the industry, and the more young people in the first instance that we can get in at those entry level jobs, which is what Hospitality Rising is is aimed at first yes. and foremost. If we can give them a great experience when they get in here, then they will stay. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we we spend so much time thinking about how we compete between ourselves. Mm. This is about how do we compete with Amazon? How do we compete yes. with supermarkets? How and do we Netflix. compete with offices? Yeah. Absolutely. Because the pay can be si- can be similar. You know, customer oh, yeah. service, retail, yeah. those, those entry-level jobs, the pay can but be similar. But the prospects with the hospitality. Oh, I mean, the, how many other industries you know, can you join? Yeah. And yeah. by the time you're 23, you're running a multi-million pound business. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 that's the key yeah, yeah. thing. You know, Amazon might be giving twenty pounds an hour as they were over Christmas. Right. But you don't have those prospects, no. and nor do you have the benefits of, of working alongside and, and sort of you know your food and everything else. And working in a fun environment. I was going to say the two Fair key enough. things working are with great people. fun, mm-hmm. 
and camaraderie. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but also the values of hospitality and the values of what we do as, as teams here. You know, that's what, if we go back to Gen Z's and, and link it all through with our silver threads going all the way through the, the podcast, you know, Gen Z's want to feel that they're valued, that they're in a place that mm-hmm. matches their values and, mm. and they, they feel part of something. Yeah. That's what we offer and Amazon yeah. can't do that. You're no. a robot. And the teams are close-knit and they really support each other. And they I think do. that's something yeah. they do. Make, you know, get people talking about the camaraderie, yeah. the fact that there is that level of support that everybody's looking out for each yeah. other. And you're a local hero. You're mm. delivering, you're at the heart of delivering a great night out for your local community, mm. whichever, yeah. whether it's a pub, a bar, a restaurant, mm. coffee shop. You're doing something that makes puts people puts a smile on people's faces. Yeah, I, I've I've actually said to people before. I think one of the reasons I love working in hospitality is because the only industry that I can think of that only exists to make other people smile and to make people happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not we're not trying to solve world you know poverty no. or whatever. It's just about this is where you go for that good time, um, and and for that connection and that community. And I just think it's yeah, it's just so so incredibly important. But we, ha- I mean, it's still. We have. I mean, what do we think? Have we made any inroads on it? Is it still? It's as far as I know, it's still a huge issue. And this has been a huge issue. I mean, I I joined the Wicked newspaper in nineteen ninety, and it, we were talking about it then, and right. it's still an issue now. I mean, it is. I mean, I, yeah. What do we do? We keep we keep talking about it. And we, we how do we get people to come in? And I think it's getting putting the the spotlight on the people that are working within the bars. I don't think we do that particularly well no. in terms of getting people we, we talk about it amongst ourselves we always sort of say hey wow blah blah mm. you know he's got this amazing job and now he's a shareholder and he's running his own mm. business and, you know and Anthony's a good example of someone that's yeah yeah but we both but I think we talk about it among ourselves yeah we're not great yeah, somebody once said to me we're yeah. very good at hiding our light under a bushel yeah and I think we spend too much time talking about how but great for that we are, side of things actually, yeah actually it's about shouting to everybody yeah I think we, I, I think you're right we, we do talk to each other and we talk in silos. Yes. So, you know, we might celebrate uh, an Anthony in, in pubs mm. or something something mm. in pubs, but the pub person doesn't think to look at the Rue Scholar yes. or the Michelin star yeah. Or, yeah. The, at, yeah. at, or vice versa. Mm. Um, do we think about, celebrate, get behind all of those young people that come through MasterChef, the professionals? Mm. Are, are, yeah. You know, are they yeah. relevant to us? Mm. No, are they possibly not because we're not pubs, mm. that, that kind of thing. Um, and the other thing I think that we, that we do we are very good at we sit on platforms all the time and talk about how difficult it is oh gotcha which communicates out to everybody else however always looking for silver linings the big silver lining of covid is the industry united like never before yes we've got one trade association that represents all parts of hospitality Mm. and you've got other trade associations that we work alongside in in other subsectors and actually seeing ukh bii and bbpa come together over that period i thought was really it was heartwarming to see because everybody had the same goal, you know, no matter how you're planning on getting there. But it does mean that you've then got that single focus and you've also got um, an ability to then overcome the fragmentation. Mm. Because what we've had that stops us is that we're... If you look at retail as, a, as an example, there's four or five people, four or five companies that set the training and set the employer brand for the whole of the sector. If you think about what it's like to work in retail, you know what you're gonna get because you've got Marks and Spencer, you've got Mm -hmm. Waitrose. We don't have that. We've got 70% SMEs and we don't have any core branding. So, you know, alongside what we're doing with Hospitality Rising, you've then got, you know, the work that we're doing in in UK hospitality on hospitality diplomas and common standards of training. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, homogenizing that so you can say that this is what good looks like at a basic level now don't train the basics because the dog and ducks trained the basics. You can train up what, mm. um, you know, blue chip brands, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then there's some work that we've started to do with the hoteliers charter, which we're going to lead at, bleed out into the rest of the hospitality sector. Which is, what does a good wraparound care system look like for hospitality? When you come and join us what do you get what do we promise to do for you as a young person now that's going to mean everybody signing up to some basic commitments but that's what we've been lacking it's interesting yeah just bring bringing that together which again hospitality rising in a different sense is trying just before you do that something that just came into my mind just then is do we think that our industry is is well represented in the media because i think that if you look at you know the queen vic or you look at you know it's it it doesn't always paint us in a fantastic light. And every amount of photo, it was on Twitter the other day, wasn't it? About why is it in the media? <sighs> if there's a story, it's always a negative picture that comes. Absolutely, up it. like it's, it's a drunk girl student. with a yeah, yeah exactly. Or, and it, we I, do have that to overcome. Yeah. we do, but I think we we sweat over that a bit too much. Shame. I think we just need to, to forget about how everybody else positions us. Let's just be rel- mm-hmm. relentlessly positive mm-hmm. yeah. about yeah. our own image and mm-hmm. pushing forward and celebrating mm-hmm. good and calling out bad. Yeah, um, I, I think calling out bad is a really interesting topic, and I won't get too too into it because I don't want to upset anybody that might be listening. Let's not do if I, it right now. I won't use an example, don't worry. But I do think that also we have to, you know, it's a bit like the sort of hashtag Me Too side of things. It's like it's not just about us in the industry saying we're great. It's about us calling out the people that aren't being great and, and standing up for what we think is right. It is, because you know you get too many young people who will join our industry yeah. and have a fantastic time and opportunity and, and see what they can do and go away with a positive experience because they've been trained, they've been invested in, they've been yeah. supported. They go for a different career path or they go somewhere else but, or they make their, make their career in hospitality. Mm-hmm. But you also get too many who come only ever wanting a summer job but have such a horrendous experience that they don't go back never come back Um, and we need to be making sure that because that not only affects them if they if they get exploited or they get treated badly or they don't get some training and investment and support that bleeds through to what they tell their friends and family as well and and we just need to be making sure that we collectively as an industry and that's what that's what uk hospitality is there for for the industry as a whole we are responsible for managing, curating, promoting the employer brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing we don't talk about enough is we look at someone like Fuller's uh, graduate training program, where they've got graduates that have studied engineering, biochemistry, whatever, and they've actually gone to work in the, say, marketing department or the brewing department of, of someone, um, you know, whatever uh, pub or brewery company. And again, that's something that we don't focus Hospitality is more than just working in pubs, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's something also we don't, you know, you might want to be an accountant, but come and work in hospitality, because yeah, if you're yeah. an accountant, the head, head hospitality, level, whatever, you're going to have yeah. fun. You're going to have fun. You're going to get to a <laughs> discount yeah. when you go and eat yeah. out with your friends. Well, I mean, well, there's so many, huge. I mean, we could yeah. be doing research in mm. any industry, and we do in other industries, but I tell you what, not we focus good. on <laughs> yeah. the majority yeah. of our but, time. And, and that's we, what Hospitality yeah. Rising is going to do, and that's why it's so good we've got the the advertising brains behind the Army Be The Best campaign is is that you know you can be a marketer you can be an engineer you can be maintenance you know um, I was talking to Sally Beck who runs the Royal Lancaster she's GM at the Royal Lancaster and she heads up the Hoteliers Charter and and she'd been reaching out to lots of people and and they'd been amazed that you could be employed as a plumber 
a builder, a maintenance person, but you're based in your hotel uh, and you can Uh do that job and you're not having to be on call all the time or move Mm -hmm. around and you just get a much more fun environment to be part of. I spoke to um, a a, a people, head of people or head of HR in a, a big hotel brand last week and she was talking about hospitality rising and a lot of it is some of it is focused on bar staff or young it's very it's, it's targeting the new next wave or, or yes women. but she was also saying we know that in some of the you know the housekeeping the on reception mm. some of the roles that they fill in the hotels they know there is this wealth of sort of older people as well uh, that are perfect for the role because they've currently got them but yes. they can't there is much more of a negative well this um, is so it's that's a different message that needs to go out it there, is it? and I, I you know but, but you've got to start somewhere yeah and absolutely. so hospitality rising is looking at the biggest mm. opening mm-hmm. of the funnel mm. where is the biggest opportunity and right the front now facing of course as well is the entry level young people jobs um we mm. will over time then move it on to look at other stuff and there's a lot of other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. So so my team at UK Hospitality did a huge piece of work with the job centres and DWP. Mm-hmm. We are the only sector of the economy that Job Centre Plus is actively promoting as a career. Really? When wow. they're talking to people about redeployment, um, when they're talking about re-employment, particularly for older people. Um, so we produced a pack for them so mm-hmm. that they had the Job mm-hmm. Centre Plus work coaches post-COVID had an understanding of hospitality, could think about the breadth of careers, could think about how it fitted in. So you can talk about for older mm, workers, yeah. you know, housekeeping. Is so, uh, that's a bad, that's a no, stereotypical Housekeeping is a good stereotypical example yeah. because women returners to work, mm. you know, you, can, you have to fit housekeeping in between yeah. 11 and 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect. It's yeah. the school run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also then it's about how do we re-engineer our jobs? Why does the sous chef have to start prepping at 9? Can yes. they start at 9.30 and then they can, then they take, can take their take children kids, to yeah. school? Yeah. You know, the, the brilliant thing we've seen mm. as a result of post-COVID labour shortages we seem to have stopped double shifts yeah and split shifts and yes. all of those things that are just you know i would have conversations with with hotels when i started in whitbread back in back in the 90s and it's still it was a practice that still carries on now why does it matter to the customer that the person checking you in is the same person that checks checking you out yeah. i don't notice i don't pay attention no, to it as long as you've got the service but that that's a, mm-hmm. a really challenging job yeah. set of hours that mm-hmm. you need to do mm-hmm. split it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. i think there is a lot more flexibility yeah. going forward the, i mean the, again one thing if one thing or lots of things have come out with the last few years but the growth in demand from workers across the board yeah obviously again this has been talked about a lot for the for a flexible location to work from for a flexible timings to work from hmm. and in many ways hospitality obviously not if you have to be at the venue for you know for, for everything else but it, it offers such a wealth of job roles um and and potential flexibility if you just think about it yes, yes. differently and yeah. then on top of that there's the opportunity hmm. of hospitality venues yeah. as a workplace yeah. Yeah. which we uh, uh, yeah. you know can take advantage of and it's, it's usually local I mean, there, yeah. there, yeah. every place has a hospitality venue that if you wanted to, you could work locally, you could um, be a, a freelance worker locally as well. Love it, a bit of Prosecco, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick point, just, just to entertain yourself. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't think of a way to do it not on, not on mic. So, uh, thank you. Oh, well, you know, it is a Wednesday morning. No, it's not Wednesday afternoon hey, now. Do you want okay. drink? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? You don't want to be the only, you don't want to be the only person that, yeah, absolutely. No. Okay. I, mean, I, know, I know that normally you don't drink, but. Sure, don't put yourself out. Um, I, I mean, I guess talking about changes in workplace, change it, I mean, it, bang on about blinking COVID, but it is still there. What what are we you know for each of you I guess what what for each of us what what's the what's the one thing one positive if you will uh, well, I mean, you know that I actually believe that the, the global pandemic has had several silver linings, and I know that it's Absolutely. not cool to say that, but I really do think it has. For me, I think from a from an overarching company point of view, not necessarily hospitality. I think the um, desire and energy that's going into collaboration now, I think is fantastic. I think the fact that people have stopped looking at themselves necessarily in silo and being against another company, it's actually what can we do best for the consumer, for the shopper, for the customer. That's my overarching for hospitality. And I always used to think when I went to the States, they're, they're really good out there, as we know from the fabled New York trip. I want to hear about this all. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> no, you absolutely don't. Were you in Las Vegas? No, I wasn't in Las Vegas, but I know who was. They don't even admit to going to Las Vegas. <laughs> no, Vegas was, yeah. No. Um, uh, where was I? Yeah, so, so I think that for hospitality, I think that in, in the States they do this really good thing where they are multi-channel you know like if you go my husband and I went uh, around um, California in a, in a, in a motorhome a few years ago and you walk into the pub and they've got their own clothing range you know and you could and you can take your food home you've got go cups for your drinks that's pre-pandemic we never really did that very well in this industry and I'm not saying that anybody's going to make their fortune by having a t-shirt with their brand on or whatever it might be but what we have learned to do is diversify the offer because if we've got a good brand take the alchemist great example if you've got a good brand you know if that can be bought into the home or look at Hawksmoor Hawksmoor at home oh my god yes yeah, not just the food but in fact I've got, still got a voucher yeah. to use that so let's do that yeah I think that was our Christmas present to each oh. other wasn't it um, <laughs> Um, but you know we have now diversified and it means that we can bring our brand into people's lives in lots of different ways because uh, you know there's a lot of argument does it cannibalize the actual sales in venue not really because the first decision you make is am I going to stay at home tonight or am I going to go out if you say I'm going to stay at home but I can still get a hawk some more you know two days in advance whatever it is the cannibalizing comes from the supermarket meal deals those are the people who've lost out the £10 meal deals are the ones that suffered in the pandemic against the at home cooking boxes because of the experience yeah Yeah. and I think one of the other and I can't remember who it was that said it to me but somebody said the great thing about they live in a you know up in Derby or something and it was it might have been Jovi I'm not sure but you know away from the sort of major centres of culinary you know amazing restaurants and pubs and bars and stuff and he was saying well the great thing is now that I can look at all those brands that are maybe primarily London-based, mm. or you look at some of the Manchester-based brands, etc. Mm. And all of a sudden, I can actually get that food to my door, which I was never. And before, I would have to make a special journey to go there. Mm. So for me, that's mm. diver- diversification. And that then it encourages you to make a special journey now. Yeah. COVID's over. Of course, it does. You yeah. can now yeah. go and see. And so, where do you want to go? Yeah. Absolutely. And you think I've tried that food, and I think it's great. Mm. I mean, we we were doing th- one a week most. I of think the that lockdowns. works well for restaurants and, and many have continued it and I think a lot of pubs launched or did something didn't mm. they? 
um, in lockdown and have perhaps continued perhaps continued with delivery. I think, yeah, like some have, a lot some of that have rolled yeah. back. Yeah, I think for me one of the positives, and I've, I've struggled to think of positives. For another, who's going to be but we for years we were talking about getting. Uh, yeah, the pub trade should be more continental, people sitting out on the pavements, having a drink, sitting out in the gardens. And yeah. traditionally, us Brits didn't. We always went inside. Well, actually, COVID has changed that because people now are happy yes. to sit outside. Well, and I think it's people lovely. have invested to yeah, make it people, We've all become a bit more northern, haven't we? <laughs> people, yeah, people talk about winterisation of, of gardens yeah. and making you know, undercover areas yeah. so it's useful all year round. And I think that's, probably, that's for me, one of the most positive mm. things because yeah. for years, for decades, we've been trying to say, let's try and make our industry yeah. more continental yeah. so people well, don't sit some, outside. Well, some of the pedestrian... I know it's temporary, the pedestrian... Well, some of those have stayed, though, haven't they? things like that some of them have yeah, yeah. I know because I was talking to a yeah. publican in Bath and she was saying her her side street they've made fully pedestrian now mm. so they've been able to see she's made a garden yeah. and a parklet and uh, yeah and I think it's that's very positive yeah and people are still interested you know mm. still keen to sit outside yeah and I think also we've you know the pandemic itself has created new drinking occasions mm. so whether that's drinks on zoom with mates whether that's drinks in the park etc those two new occasions is where pubs can really come into their own as well yeah. because you know that they can they've now got the ability to do those takeaways to do you know mm. I mean our one of the pubs near us at one point wasn't open because he didn't have a big enough garden it was too cold and what mm. have you but what he was doing was offering you know you could walk past and, and get get your pint and take it off to the yeah. to the park yeah. so we do have now have new social drinking but occasions. the other social drinking occasions which i think have existed for a long time is dare i call it the garden party or barbecues summer barbecues yeah. and over the last few years people have increased had big numbers actually when legal um, increasing numbers in regularly for dinner parties, which I think made a resurgence. Seventies sort of kitsch dinner party, I love it. Uh, <laughs> barbecues in the garden, should the weather. But what happens is, and again, I, we did some research on this a while ago. But what happens is the supermarkets again are ten years ahead. I can I can cater my entire barbecue through Sainsbury's or Waitrose mm. get a catering size yeah, you know coleslaw yeah. or whatever um, but I can't uh, where I would like to go is you know barbecue by Hawksmoor or whatever it yeah. might be um, there's a tip for you there Hawksmoor well I think <laughs> and, and well, if you, I mean Gary Usher does that doesn't he so, he, some, does, and and he, he does, does that really well they, and, and that's another one that was fantastic mm. yeah, where mm. there was no way I was going up to Manchester during the pandemic yeah. mm. but I've tried the, the two times I tried to book uh, Elite Bistro isn't Elite it? Yeah. Bistro is I could not phenomenal. get a, it no. sold out it sold out and sold out yeah. but I'm going to try it again now it's going to be and, quiet and now he's got the events catering company and I think that those are the ones that people have fascinating there is a missed opportunity yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a I forget forget the name of it but there's a big uh, steak barbecue brand in in the US uh, who have done exactly that they did the at home hospitality or whatever it might be but they were like the, the CEO basically said we're not going to waste our time with single entrees like I don't it's not worth my while just sending you a meal for two yeah. so they almost had a minimum yeah. order of ten or something yeah. and they were catering for the we can't, if we can't go mm. to the pub to the restaurant all the weather's nice all this increase and they're, they're, I can't remember the, the figures were astounding the, yeah. the additional income they were bringing in from that yeah. so anyway well, it's true, though, because that spend, if you're going to have that barbecue at home or that party at home, that spend is not going to go to a pub. Mm. There's no way it's going to go to a supermarket. <coughs> so if we can put together 
that offer mm. that yes. actually solves that ticks the boxes mm. because for me I'm currently planning my um, <coughs> 40th um, birthday party which uh, you've all had an invite to but um, and I've actually got catering companies coming and doing it etc but if my local pub had said right how many people have you got? I've got 50 people coming. Great, okay. And can you do the glassware? Can you do the napkins? Can yeah. you, you know, yeah. it's essentially like a catering company, but also I want your beers because I really like the beers yeah. that, you know, yeah. that you have behind your bar. That it is, it's an opportunity now that people, because also the research we've done said that, was it a third of people were planning on meeting with friends and family in their houses, in their gardens more this mm. year, even though restrictions have lifted? Yeah. So how do we well, get the invested. hospitality spend into yeah. that? You know, yeah. people have built their own bars, gardens, in, in garages, and things. Yeah, yeah. bars, new, Which is, new seating. Yeah, yeah. Four, average of four thousand pounds per household was spent on DIY in that first year renovation. of the pandemic renovation. Yeah. yeah. Stevie actually painted our downstairs bathroom and Did I never ever wanted no I didn't pay him a single thing but I never wanted him to do it again because of the complaining that happened throughout <laughs> that and he then painted the whole of the outside of our house Ooh. he even got like these these like ladders and stuff to do it well, I can't remember what I don't think now. I even managed to get away from my computer he well he's, he's a musician he's a musician he doesn't he didn't have any there was no other option for him you were busy practice, trying to save the world <laughs> um, but no and, and that was fantastic but we, but you know I, I would walk down my road for my hourly um, state mandated constitutional walk and just see everybody out painting things and you know so we have made our homes nicer places to yeah, be which is a challenge definitely a challenge hospitality I, I am so sick of I mean, one of the things I just can't bear to stay at home for more than oh. really? I, work, I work from home and I sort of yeah, I think the lockdown has left me. I cannot bear it. Mm. I've got to get out. Yeah. And actually, I've, I was saying to Katie, I've had a broken knee, so I've been stuck at home for the last eleven weeks. And actually, I start to feel like this. <gasps> and we just have a meeting at the top of lots of stairs. Well, yeah, sorry about and, that. Well, no, no, my office is at the top of lots of stairs. But it's, I, you know, I find that I have to get out. It yeah. makes me actually almost feel yeah. sort of stressed and yeah. anxious. And I just think. But I think there are a lot of what's coming next. But there are it? a lot of people. Mm. I think you've got into the habit of being at home. And, and therefore see, feel and, slightly and more anxious about yeah, leaving either. home, and, those and so we've, we we've got to feel. really mm. we've got to really push it and galvanise yeah. it. And mm. Totally, and 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 I think as well that that some of the things that have happened during these last two years are quite exciting, and actually there's more coming over the next year or so that I think. I mean, I'm personally. Do you know what I did the other day? I went to a nightclub. What? Ooh, don't tell anyone. Millennial. It's okay, I've been three times since I opened. love a nightclub. Have you? Yeah. Well, like, dance dance Really? Yeah, yeah but you've got, Yeah, but this surprises me of you because you've got one of the best music tastes of anyone I've ever known. <laughs> no, but you have. But you're much more about, like, Manic Street Preachers and the Smiths and stuff like that. I can't imagine you, like, encore Give on the floor. Yeah, giving it <laughs> <laughs> And so, so tell me, Kate, because did you give it large? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And not only that, I was allowed to go with my 19-year-old. Oh, wow. wow. Awesome. No, I don't believe it. Oh. Wow. And and I need to know where you went now. Hang on. Scrap what I was about no, to no, say. No, 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 no. Okay. No. But you enjoyed it? Yeah, totally. I mean... Well, that's inclusive. There's something around inclusivity there. Yeah, what? Because she's what? Because her daughter's including her mum. No, no offence taken, and I'm really embarrassed that I've forgotten the the name of the DJ, which is hugely. I think it's Annie (laughs) Mac. 
is oh, doing a new... Oh, that's amazing. But she, I think she's doing... A, a, I, I might be totally I, wrong now, where she's finishing at midnight. Yes, yeah, she is. She's doing it for our <laughs> age group. And she is. And it's seven till midnight. And she's yeah. up because I... Is, and this yeah, is a woman that has done. raved her exactly. whole life. Yeah. Why, why do you have to yeah, wait until I 11 want, midnight no. for your best DJs Gosh. to exactly. come on? And then you've got to yeah, no. pay the babysitter. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, just why do you get so old? <laughs> um, so anyway, the question I was going to ask, because I think we probably should finish up because others are all going to end up um, drunk and late for our next meetings. But... No, no, I've still got an hour or so. Um, what are we looking forward to this year? What's exciting you? Because I, I, I'm, I'm torn a little bit because I recently, say, went to a nightclub, had a great time. I mean, for me, I'm so, so, so excited for live music to be back and festivals to be back, and 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 that includes going to those pubs, bars, restaurants mm. on the way to those yeah. festivals and, and it being part of it. For, for me, that's what I'm really excited about. What I'm also really looking forward to is some of the new concepts that are coming through mm-hmm. because people have had time to think, yes. right? Mm. People have had time to go, oh, you know what I might do? I might do X, Y, and Z. I think the competitive socialising... The experiential uh, leisure, I'm just... I'm yeah. really It's exciting, to isn't it? Yes. We're, we're currently working with two of the very major players in that. And what's exciting me is the opportunity for them. Mm. because there's they're, no they're, they're, they're scratching yeah. they're scratching the surface yeah. at the moment and there's so much opportunity and there's a real opportunity with sites as well I mean yes. you know the high street regeneration initiatives that are going on the levelling up agenda that's going on you've got local authorities and um uh, local stakeholders who for the first time are really appreciating what hospitality yeah. brings and does not yes. just economically but socially mm. culturally what the value is mm. there's a real excitement around sense of place and what we can do to create that and that I think is is creating some yeah. really good opportunity if you, I was the seminar I was at this morning was saying that two-thirds of stakeholders in town centre management are looking at a 50% vacancy rate at the moment. Now, that is a huge wow. amount huge. of empty canvas wow. to play with. And also, of course, it means that you've got cards to hold against your chest for the Abs- landlords. Absolutely. So. And, for, and also, local authorities who put in place plans pre-pandemic to say this is going to be retail, this is going to be mm. housing, are mm. now throwing it all up mm. in the air and, and doing, you know, this is where the doctors is going to be, this is where the nursery is going to be, mm. this is services to bring people into town centres. And that retail space that you might not have got and that's where it's exciting for experiential leisure definitely all of those uh, department stores that mm. close because they generally need large spaces yeah. as well so. Turn them, and nobody wants to be in the basement let's nope. face it nope. so you know that's where you can put your experiential leisure and your pop-ups yeah. and your mm. street food yeah the pop- uh, pop-ups, pop-ups are yeah. Yeah. and actually as well what the town centre managers are doing and the planning um, authorities are doing previously they've been quite lazy about it they put a pop-up in that is food-led mm. which is d- cannibalising your existing operators mm, who've invested in yeah. your rents and rates mm. yeah. um, and that's mm. all it does the pop-up is now retail yeah. and it's exciting retail and yeah. it's different retail and yeah. it's getting people back yeah. and it's about the experience of yeah. what does going out mean and, and, and also you know from a consumer point of view we talk about categories we talk about industries we talk about channels consumer doesn't 
No. The consumer just goes, I want to go out for four hours today and have a good time. Yeah. And so they're blurring those boundaries between retail, totally. between hospitality. Yeah. And actually what we need to do more of, in in my view, I think we do quite a good job of it in hospitality. What we need to do more of is blending that. And, and giving, giving you know, me that experience where I can go out and I can, I can have a couple of drinks and then maybe I'll get my nails done. And, and maybe I'll, get, I'll buy something. And you that's know. about collaboration. And we've seen it a is. lot more collaboration totally. over lockdown. Yeah. And post-COVID, in yeah. that people yeah. are working with yeah. the other local businesses and retailers within the community yeah. and it's and about making it easy for, yeah. the, easy for the operators more fun. I mean two things that I, I, I've done this week one is um, Jacob Rees-Mogg suddenly stood up and said that he would like to take forward the package travel regulations that we've been campaigning for now that would free up lots of people to do things because your local pub would be able to put on something that is a, a match between come and have a meal with us come and go for the mm. the theatre here or the mm. nails done here or the spa mm. alongside yeah they can't do that at the moment mm. and then the thank holiday you know having yeah. that extra bank holiday would yeah. just be fantastic for um, for bringing yeah. that together and again it's about collaboration you mean, the per, you mean making it a permanent bank holiday yeah. yeah although can I just if I could just have a little bit of a bitch for a second because that bank holiday used to be uh, on the sort of day after my birthday weekend oh, and now I'm not necessarily going to move it that, so, so at the moment this, this year <laughs> yeah but it has been this hang year on, hang on, she hang has on. stolen my thunder <laughs> the on. queen that is by the way yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to move it permanently well they're not even saying that they're definitely going to do a, an extra bank holiday but they've moved the late May bank holiday this yes. year to create the, the long day. weekend the four day weekend now I, I, I would, wouldn't have thought anybody in hospitality would say thank you for another bank holiday yeah. in June yeah. because it comes to don't need it yeah. East, yeah. especially with the late Easter exactly yeah. September yes. October extend the season now yeah. that would be great we've got a long stretch yeah. from August to December yeah they don't have it in the so other home nations day. yeah yeah, we 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 were saying this yesterday, Katie and I. We like were saying, buses. We were, we, yeah, we were saying like buses, like you get no bank holidays and then all all in one go. Yeah, because I would like to have my birth, what I call my birthday bank holiday well, back, I, please. I would, I would like please, your Majesty. Like I would just like my birthday back. Given, that, I mean, it's the worst possible bit of lobbying I have ever done. What, what did you do? Yours? Well, my birthday is the 16th of May. When did they reopen the pubs? The 17th. Oh, yeah. How uh, did I fail to get my birthday weekend? Birthday. Unbelievable. All that effort you put in. I know. And you I give, know. give and you give, but it's you did a not. It's a fail. It's a fail for you. It, it, it does. It <laughs> does just show. It does just show that I lobbied for everybody else. They oh, didn't do anything. <laughs> without, without a shadow of a doubt. So is there, is there anything else we are excited about? Uh, for a 20. normal summer. I'm, oh, I'm yes. looking forward to a normal summer and may the sun shine. Mm. Uh, I can I can I ask for a holiday? Yeah. Would you like because a holiday? My, my, my last my I'm last not holiday. Sure one yet. My, my last holiday was Finland, New Year's Eve, 2019. Okay, I think we can all grant Kate because of the holiday. And Fine. Every, just do a hand, a quick handover with me. <laughs> Last thing you need is me standing up, up in Parliament and having a chat. Every single time Jacob. I think I can take a break, yes. another crisis yes. happens. Yes. I think we want a normal summer, like some sunshine, thank you. We would like the lionesses to bring <laughs> bring, bring, it it home. Home. bring it home red, yeah. home. red roses first and yeah. red roses first and then yeah, yeah and then maybe the world cup in december we'll see what the boys can do yeah uh, kate needs a holiday kate's a holiday yeah I, sounds like a good 2022 i think that yeah. sounds fantastic Absolutely. 
Lovely to see you all, ladies. Thank Cheers. you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in. That was the inaugural version of Four Wise Kates. We very much enjoyed recording it. We hope that you enjoyed listening to it. And if you've got any specific topics that you'd like us to discuss next time, if indeed there is a next time, please do get in touch. Mm-hmm.